whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. Hello, Thomas. Hi, Mr. Dickinson. I'm sorry. It's the techniques, yeah. and I'm, I'm 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 not you. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm pretty much a failure when it comes to techniques. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you and me, you and me both, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. You know, after yeah. having read this book, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Dickinson, are you? Yeah. yeah before we start talking about the meaning of life, I have one almost personal question because, uh, you know, in your book you mentioned. The tubes and fee way bill, and uh, I was wondering if you actually went to this gig in London where they recorded their life record. The What do you want from life? Because I've no, never... I didn't. Ah. I didn't know. Okay, because I've never met somebody who was there. <laughs> I never talked to anybody. No. Uh, well, maybe it didn't happen. Maybe it was fake news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might as well be. I don't know. Mm. But uh, tell me something, Mister Dickinson. With you know, having released this autobiography, are you officially old now? Um, oh, I've been officially old for ages, but I just, uh, I, I gave up, I gave up on, uh, I mean, now they, they use carbon dating to figure out how old I am, you know, uh, you know, they, you know, when they, they cut trees open and they count the number of rings, that's me. <laughs> uh, you, you know, you, you get, you get a big birthday coming up. Do you actually care about that or do you go like, nah, it's just numbers? No, I'm, I'm, as, uh, I, I just, I work five years ahead. <laughs> Um, so, so when, so, so the last big one, you know, everybody is like, oh my God, you're going to be 40 and then you're going to be, oh my God, it's the 50. You made 50. Wow. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. No big deal. In my head, I'm already 55, you know? So, so 50 is no problem. You know, 55 is on the way to 60, but as I approach 60, I'm already looking at, 65 because at 65 uh, a lot of stuff happens um yeah. and you don't have a cho you don't have a choice like if you're an airline pilot they take you out and shoot you you know uh, oh, right 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 yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. um but uh you know so uh but then uh, then the other good thing at 65 is everybody gives you shit for free uh, and uh, <laughs> especially because when you're most people now when they're 65 they've got way more money than than people who are you know age 25 you know <laughs> uh, which is which is wrong you know actually it's not it should be the other way around yeah that's true you know after after having read this book i was actually wondering what's better for you is is it better for you to stand in front of 30,000 people and sing or is it better for you to to fly an airplane all by yourself You know what? Um, the the I, I have a little thing in my passport, um, a, a, sp a special visa from the USA, yeah. and 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 it has says on it that, that it's called an O1 visa, and it means artist uh, in his own right. And <laughs> Elton John has one, and and Mick Jagger has one, and and basically you get one if um, if nobody else can be you, right? Yeah. So so. And I also have a, a another visa in there for an airline pilot, the C1D. Now there are thousands of those out there, yeah. and any you know, you know, there are lots of people can be airline pilots, and it's great, and I love it. Yeah. But there's only one person that can be the lead singer of Iron Maiden, and uh, you know, uh, and so I have to say that in terms of being unique, in terms of you can't beat the experience 
uh, if I had a choice between the two, I, you know, I, I'd always have to come down on the side of music. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand that. The whole book seems to be about achieving something and and overcoming certain situations in life. But amazingly enough, I never thought you know it was. It's never about failing. Did you ever oh. fail? Did you ever fail in anything? Because it, it, oh, it, it doesn't yeah. seem so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know absolutely. I mean, when you, when, when you, but I don't think of things as failing. Yeah, I, I think of things as learning. All right. So, so if you if you aim to climb, you know, Mount Everest, right? Yeah. And you only get halfway there. Yeah. Um. You say, well, did you did you say you failed? Okay, well, you didn't climb Mount Everest, and that was your aim. Yeah. But, but there's more to there's more to there's more to life than just just the goal, you know. Because yeah. if it was just getting to the top of Mount Everest, you'd get in a helicopter and 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 fly and land on the top, and then you'd say, "There we go, I've conquered Mount Everest." But the point is, it's the climbing, it's the getting there, it's the learning on the way. And if you don't get to the top of the mountain, yeah. well, that's just, that's life. But what did you learn along the way? That's the important thing. What, was, was there ever a certain situation where you go like, and now I'm going to write this autobiography because now I have to? Um, well, yeah, I, I've Except been asked money. about, <laughs> yeah, well, of course, there's, yeah, there's, there's the money, <laughs> but, but the, um, The, the, the people have been offering me money for 10 years um, yeah. to write an autobiography. And I was always like, no, I'm busy. I'm, you know, I know it's going to take time. Um, and I'm going to, I want to write it myself if I write it. Yeah. And I know that's going to be a lot of effort. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm busy with other things. Yeah. Um, but then when I got the incident with, with getting throat cancer, Yeah. And I kind of got through that. I thought, you know what? Now is probably a really good time to write it. Not because I'm intending to, you know, to I'm not intending to die anytime soon. <laughs> but but um, it's a good ending point. Yeah. Because you have to end it somewhere. And uh, and you know, if you if you finish writing your autobiography and the next day you die. That would really suck, you know, because you, you you haven't had chance to enjoy it, you know, to enjoy, you know, having, you know, um, you know, and 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 not only that, you don't even have time to spend the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But tell me something. Tell me, there, there's one thing, you know. What is it with you and Blackie Lawless? <laughs> what is it with me and Blackie Lawless? <laughs> what is it with you and Blackie no. Lawless? It was just it, because the, he followed us around uh, uh, on the the maiden tour because Rod, um, our maiden's manager, was Blackie's manager for um, for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, and um, and we always, we, you know, we we always found Wasp. You know, they were, you know, they were not they were not bad, but we always looked at them as kind of, um, um, let me see, slightly comedic yeah um in in the same way that we looked at kiss yeah 
you know, and, and went kiss. Oh, come on. And I know Gene Simmons takes himself very seriously, but really? Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, um, being from Munich or living in Munich, and you know, I have, I have a colleague here. He DJed in the Sugar Shack. She, he always tells me the old stories, how good everything was and how legendary the whole club was and everything. And now you come across and mention it in, in your book. <laughs> and I got yeah. I got to listen to a tons of more, more stories now that you mention it. Was it ever that legendary, really? <laughs> um, the Sugar Shack. Uh, it was kind of a, it was kind of okay. It was the, the thing that made it, um, uh, the, the thing that made it special was that everybody always went there. Yeah. So, so basically, I mean, the club itself was, it was just a, a kind of, you know, nightclub, you know, so yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there was nothing special about the place or the venue, but it was, it was somewhere you could go and get absolutely wasted, uh, till very late in the morning. Uh, <laughs> and, and you might meet, you know, you might meet somebody you knew. Or you might meet somebody that you might like to know, usually female. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Again, after having read, read this book, I'm just basically wondering, it's just basic questions that come into my mind. It goes like, what drives you? What drives, what keeps this engine, Bruce Dickinson, going? You know, to do everything and to still experience so much stuff. You know, um, I'm 48. I would never, ever pick up flying now because I'm too lazy to learn anything, uh, <laughs> which well, makes me kind of dumb, but still. That's no, but that's, that's, um, that's true. Your, your, your brain does, uh, your brain does slow down with age. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and so, but the more you use it, uh, the, the more capacity you keep. Yeah. So, so I, and I remember, um, Again, it's just one of those things you, you know, I'm just reading through a newspaper or something, and there was a quote from somebody, I can't remember who, but it was like, if you're going to start a second career, do it before you're aged 40. Yeah. And I went, you know what? That sounds about right. <laughs> Because I, I thought, you know, and I was just learning to fly, and, 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 um, And well, I learned to fly and I was in my early thirties, you know, yeah. and I went, you know what? I really love this flying. I, I, I'd love to, you know, do it part time, you know, maybe as a job because I enjoy the challenge and I enjoy, uh, I, I enjoy the mission. I enjoy, yeah, I have a mission. It's to get the airplane from A to B and deliver something or somebody or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and, um, so I thought, well, if I have to do that, I, I, I've got to try and get all this done before I'm 40. And so that's what I had in the, in the back of my mind. There was no real set plan. I just kind of, you know, chipped away at it. You know, it's like, you know, you, when you, uh, when you, um, <clears throat> you know, when you go to climb a, climb a, 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 a piece of rock, you know, You, you you don't instantly look at the top. You know you have to look at the next the, the next hold yeah. and the next piece where your foot's going to go and the next and the next and you can plan a little bit ahead, but you don't know what you're going to find when you get halfway up. Yeah, you know. Um, so that's that's what it's that's what it was like. So that you know that was in my mind when I I, I thought you know the the one thing that in terms of a 
you know, professional qualification, job, learning, back to school, everything. I thought, yep, you know, airline pilot. Mm. Yeah, that's about that, that, that. That's that's probably fairly challenging. Again, because I, I, I had no interest in mathematics or physics at school. Yeah, and a lot of the technical stuff in um, flying airplanes is to do with you know maths and physics. Yeah, yeah. and so so I you know I went off and did my exams and and um, uh, I ended up as a flight instructor before I was working as a an airline pilot. <laughs> do you think do you think that if you had found out about flying before like in early age do you think you've ever become the leasing of iron maiden um yeah uh probably not actually <laughs> i mean i mean if if uh you know i mean if i had uh made a different different choice i mean i came close to joining the army Yeah. Full time, yeah, uh, and, and, and I didn't. I, the army probably wasn't ideal for me. Probably the RAF wouldn't have been ideal for me. But you know what? If somebody had said um, you can be a fighter pilot, uh, I would have been. I would have been in the RAF like a shot. Yeah, like wow, boof, fighter pilot, cool. I mean, <laughs> nowadays the RAF hasn't got any airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to join the RAF, my advice is you know to computer games and learn to fly a drone you know <laughs> um uh, seriously no i mean that's what that's it's all everything is going to be increasingly about it's going to be about drones now you know so uh but but the the uh but back then it was something you know really you know exciting you know in the yeah. mid in mid 70s you know there was still we still had aircraft and Uh, the, it was still the Cold War, and so that it was still possible to get a career, um, yeah. you know, a, a, as a pilot. And I didn't know that you didn't need a, a big uh, technical qualification. Actually, you just needed the right attitude. Um, I don't know whether I would have had the right attitude. Of course, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Okay. But uh, yeah, you you read this book, and then you think and you wonder: Have you ever? enjoyed being a heavy metal star a rock star with all its there you, you've never done all the stereotypes you, you just for as far away as it can be right yeah that the, but the stereotypes are really boring yeah i mean that uh, honestly I, i mean uh you know it, it's not boring if you want to be a stereotype i mean there are people who, who <laughs> yeah. just who, who just they you know they want to go out and and you know and and, and stay out All, all hours of the morning and go and sleep with women who they can't remember yeah. uh, who they yeah. are and, and, you know, and everything else. And, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's something that, you know, I mean, I think a, a lot of people have, a lot of people have done all those kinds of behaviors, you know, not just people in, in rock and roll bands, yeah. but the difference is, is that, you know, it's something that happens once or twice. And then you go, do I really want to make a career out of doing this? Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not real. And, and it's, it starts to become sad and, 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 and lonely really, I think, yeah. um, after, after a while, uh, you know, most, and, and, you know, a lot of, you know, the, 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 it's it, a lot of people have quite sad, you know, sad ends or, or sad stories, you know, as they get, you know, they get older and, 
you know, the drug abuse kicks in and they have heart attacks and die before they should because they took too much coke and all these things that, 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 you know, you look at and you go, wow, isn't that sad? You know, because some of them have real talent, but yeah. the rock star thing is, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a dead end. You know, it's, uh, you know, for me, it's the, the music is what keeps people alive. And the, being a rock star is just a byproduct of it. And it's, it's something that people, some people that they, they, they wish it upon you. Yeah, um, yeah. and I always rebel against having people tell me what to do. Um, <laughs> or tell me how to behave and how to think and things like that. You that's, know. that's good for the Air Force. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's, that, that would have been a, that would have been a problem. Um, uh, on the other hand, you know, I mean, I accept, um, you know, you have to accept, you know, you have to accept a certain amount of, of discipline in everything you do. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's a lot of discipline in Iron Maiden. When we, when we work, we work hard, we work together, you know, and, and we, we really do a great job and, and we, we like it. We, you know, we, we, you know, we, we are the A team, you know, when we, <laughs> when we get together, that's the whole, and that's why we love it because we feel like we're special, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, any, a bunch of people that feels like they're special um, is very difficult to manage um, because they will have opinions. Uh, they'll say, Hey, we don't do it like anybody else. You know, yeah. you know, I'm sure that um, actually, you know, not all, not all, not all soldiers are completely, they don't think the same. I know a lot of military people yeah. and whilst when they do the job, they accept that they have to work as a team. So they have to carry out their orders for yeah. the good of the team and everything else. You put them side by side and ask them about uh, politics or religion. You'll get some very, very different answers. Yeah. yeah. So, so just because you work together as a team doesn't mean that you are, that you, 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 you all think the same, but you know, Through all the ages, I mean, you, you wrote were in the in the in the book um, a lot of you now recording the number of the beast appeared because it's your first record with Iron Maiden, and yeah. but but then but then from from this point on every record you you talk and write about seems to be you know like this like the songs come up like this. Did you ever have a crisis like writing songs coming up with the with good songs with decent songs or it just seems yeah, to be so I naturally right. and, and everything. No, I did um, on uh, the Somewhere in Time album, um, yeah. you know, and uh, when all, all my songs got rejected. And the truth was, you know, I didn't really have a clear idea of what to do. I was still, I was still kind of in, in recovery from the Power Slave tour, which really, you know, ripped ripped the ass out of my, uh, you know, out of my life. Um, <laughs> I understand, yeah. And, you know, um, and um, so I just relaxed, and but. I, I've never really had a problem with being creative. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, uh, the, the problem I have with being creative actually is, is, is usually in finding the time to sit down and just concentrate and saying, right, clear, clear everything else out of the way, take the phone and throw it in the, the toilet. And, uh, and I'm just going to sit here for two weeks and think like a kid, like a schoolboy. Uh, and come up with ideas. <laughs> okay, yeah, but there's one thing being creative. There's one, another thing being creative under pressure, I guess. But that... uh, 
Yeah, well, being creative under pressure is, yeah, that that sometimes is is uh, for me. I, I don't mind a bit of pressure, um, <laughs> uh, but but uh, but I can put I can put pressure on myself if I need to. Um, and actual fact, I'm getting they're, they're, I'm getting big 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 signals now. Uh, yeah, I they're know. Waving at me, they're putting time pressure on me now because we. we Wolfgang, Wolfgang says he's going to he's going to do something with some scissors. I got one. I got one last question. I got one last question. We see each other in Munich for a Legacy yeah. of the Beast tour. What can we expect? Oh my God! If I told you that, I'd have to kill you. Um, no, I, I uh, look. We we've spent a year or more building a, a completely new stage show, and uh, I think the set list. And the stage show, uh, I really hope, are going to be spectacular physically and uh, musically. That's all I can say. <laughs> Although I will say there's a clue. And the clue, uh, and, uh, the Legacy of the Beast Tour has a kind of like a big advertisement. Yeah. And it has a big window, a big stained glass window. Yeah. The clue is in the window. <laughs> all right. I'm going to look it up immediately. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks yeah. for talking to us. Okay, mate. Thank and, you. Uh, thanks very much. Good luck for the book. And thank you. Here's Wolfgang. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rocking podcasts.